When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, it's me, Victoria, your DM. We have got so much going on, it's kind of nuts. So I'm going to try to be really quick so you don't have to listen to me talk and yammer on here. We have a whole slew of special guests coming up and we are super excited. We have on June 16th and the 30th, Adel Rafai from Hello from the Magic Tavern and Siblings Peculiar. We are really excited to have him on. He's going to be playing the role of Novik for those two episodes. And then on July 14th, we have Russ Moore from Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, I actually appear in one of their episodes. That is going to be out June 6th. So definitely take a look for that. That was so much fun. There was a whole bunch of us from various podcasts involved in that one. And on July 28th and and August 11th, we have Jeremy Alexa from The Dice Unkind and Ross Rockefeller from Dice for Brains. They are so good. They are so good. We are so excited for those episodes. Yeah. August 25th, we have, well, that is actually going to be our producer's cut of the Podcast of Foes episode that we released for the Wizards of the Coast Podcast of Foes event. There are going to be extra scenes, so not only will Christine Chester of Heroes of the Hydean Way be with us, but we will also have, again, Jeremy Alexa and Ross Rockefeller uh, reprising their roles for some extra goodness. That episode's going to be really long. It's going to be like two and a half hours or something like that, which, or maybe two, but for us, like, that's huge. Uh, and then... Big news! September 8th, we've got Travis McElroy. He, and he is, well, all sorts of things, really. Uh, he's my brother, my brother, me. You might maybe, I don't know, know him from some little podcast called The Adventure Zone. Also, trends like these, Schmanners, and Run, a Doctor Who fan cast. We've got so much going on, and that's really exciting, and we're really excited for those episodes to come out and everyone gets to listen to them. Other news, we reached our, our our third Patreon goal, so that was exciting. Thank you so much. So we will be live streaming a Mass Effect tabletop game uh, using the Fate Core system uh, for patrons. And that starts July 10th. Hopefully my computer can handle that because it's kind of old and I'm a little worried, to be quite honest. And also, that means we had to make a new goal. So we have a new goal all set up. So when we reach that new goal, we'll take the audio from this live stream and we will release that out to the public in podcast format. 
We also have a Discord server, and we're growing a lovely little community there, and we would like to see you there and be be friends with you. It's a safe and inclusive space, and there's lots of nerd fun. You can find the link to that in our show notes. Um, also, you can find that in on Twitter and, and various social media things. We'll be in there. And then we have our fan art contest, and it is coming to a close. We'll be putting up all the entries on our webpage shortly, and then we are going to be opening up voting for you to decide on the winner. The winner will receive a bag of Kila's Blue Stones, which, aka dice, from Tabletop Loot, our partner Tabletop Loot. If you need new dice, go check them out. And then we also have... What else? Oh! We reached 25,000 downloads. Like, that's insane. We are so tickled that that many people want to listen to us so so thank you so much so in celebration we are going to be doing a dice and sticker giveaway for that uh you can find that information again um on our webpage the the broadswords.com and you can find the information there to enter there it is going to be twitter based because well that's what our our free version of a giveaway manager allows us to do so if you don't have twitter i'm sorry maybe make an account Make an account and join us there. We'd love to see you. We'd love to hear your tweets using the Broad Squad hashtag. And we have some words from our sponsors. Are waffles better than potatoes? Which world leader has the best taste in food? Ignoring science, are pineapples a type of citrus? Eat itology. Food versus food is a lighthearted, inclusive social media collective harnessing democracy to definitively answer those questions for good. Whether your opinions are good, bad, or otherwise, just tell us how you feel. Check out tiny.cc forward slash EIO. Oh, mouthful. For more information and to make your voice heard. <laughs> I actually, I checked it out. It is fun. Um, you get to argue, which who doesn't like to argue? Okay, well, let's get to it. Lady Yelbruna, author of Rashomon, has sent Yeleri's Kila and Maypri north to the Vrimyoni stronghold. On their way, they are brought to the gates of Tethris, an old temple built into rock. Our novice dungeoneers are finding out that dungeons aren't always straightforward. You're listening to The Broadswords. generally not impressed. Kristen Flemons as Ulares, the half-elf wizard. Dragon-like. Oh, boy. And Bianca Zelda as May Pri, the tiefling barbarian. She's gonna just, like, take the pickle out of your hand with her mouth. And me, Victoria Rogers, your DM. A shock of purple lightning comes flying out of this orb and flashes at Kila. I'm going to sort of like <laughs> yell to her as I'm saying this, like completely uselessly, but like, uh, watch out. 
I want to say that I'm going to duck, but I don't know if I have time. <laughs> well, it. I actually, I rolled a three. Oh, wait, no. What's your AC? 15. Okay, so this doesn't hit. Yaleri's yells. And it wasn't impractical because it was just enough for Gila to step off to the side to look at Yaleri's and be like, what? Um, but that was just all she needed because this dart of electricity like just goes right past her face. Like there's just a few centimeters to spare and you can, the, the hairs on the back of your neck raise as this electricity goes by you and blasts against the wall. Let's roll for it's initiative. Been so long. What is initiative? All right, let's go. <sighs> ooh, ooh! I got a one. It's bad. I got seven. Oh my gosh! Oh. I got a six. <laughs> ooh, us. <laughs> we're we're little go getters. The lot of us. <laughs> so this little ball of light goes again because he rolled. Well, they rolled an 18, but add 9. <laughs> so that is a 27. Feeling good about this one, guys. Right? Uh... And it blasts another arc of lightning at Keela. And that is a hit, because that is a 21. Yep, that's that's a hit. How much, how much damage are we talking? 9. Ugh! So what does that look like? I'm just thinking of the very overdone movie scenes where people get electrocuted and they start kind of like shaking in place violently and maybe her, some of her hair stands up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And now we go to Maypri. Uh, so first off, I'm going to have to move myself into position towards Keela. You've described the enemy as simply a ball of light. Is it tangible? Or I guess this is something I find out. So, in order to find out how physical the item, the enemy is, I'm going to go ahead and... Yeah, let's just start simple. I'm going to attack it. 17 against his AC. Yep. Okay. Uh, I wanted to swipe down, uh, like a curved swipe with my glaive, to see if it connects. Your glaive passes through it. It flickers just briefly, but you don't feel any resistance as your glaive passes okay. through it. Yeah, does it seem to do any damage? It flickers. Okay. Roll, but you can roll oh, for damage. Okay. Um, I don't remember what I do for my damage. I don't know why I've never written this down. I, I have so many character sheets. In this one, I don't have my damage written. Isn't... Isn't your glaive a 1d10 or no? I think so. 1d10 and then it'd be plus your strength modifier. 10. 10 damage? Okay. Yularis. Um, so the first thing, how far away is Keela from me right now? We're going to say 30 feet. Okay. So I'm going to like edge only out enough so that she's definitely within a 30 foot range. And then I'm going to create a spirit ward um, that encompasses the three of us. So that gives us resistance to all damage from incorporeal undead sources, mm. which I feel like this might be. Um, <laughs> additionally, if a friendly creature is reduced to zero hit points inside the ward, um, it they become stable immediately. 
and it lasts one minute per level. So it's a three-minute... Um, and we cannot be charmed, frightened, or possessed by the undead. So that's what I'm going to do. Create like a little protective ward around everybody. Okay. And how long does that last? Three minutes. And you're immune to all... All? Resistant. Resistant. Yeah. Okay, so you're resistant to all. Okay. And what does this ward look like? Um... So it's just a quick uh, me sort of muttering under my breath and like tracing um, the shape on my hand. And then it's it's a fairly faint, like bluish light that just sort of like ripples along the edge of the uh, the sort of boundary of the circle. Fairly faint. If you weren't looking for it, you maybe wouldn't even notice that it was there, but just like a, a short glow. And then like the light that's uh, kind of encompassing everybody. And this is one of the new spells that you have learned from the Hathorim, It right? is. It's not even like a spell. It's a it's a feature or just a skill. Mm. Yeah. Keela. Hmm. What shall I do? I guess I can... You are holding this short sword. Oh, that's Ooh. true. But I don't know anything <laughs> about... Wait, so I actually was able to pick up the sword. I thought I, I didn't just, mm-hmm. like, touch it and then... No, you picked it up, like, you, but it's just as soon as, like, you touched yeah. it, this thing came. But you moved and it was in your hand, so you're like, what? Oh! <laughs> okay, I'll Lightning. swing at it with the short sword, even though I don't know. I don't know any of its damage stats, but let's do it anyways, because it's in my hand. Okay, give me a d20. Ten. Plus your strength? Ten. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you swing, and this ball of light quite easily just shifts off to the side, and your swing goes wide. And it is its turn, and it lays another blast of lightning at Kila. And that is an 11. So as your momentum of your swing brings you forward, that arc of lightning goes over where you your head used to be before you were carried through with the swing. So it's Maypri. I have a question. Did you say yes. it was an 11 as in it does 11 damage? No, I rolled an 11. Okay, how much? Oh, okay. your AC, yeah. Never mind. I'm so caught up now. Hit. Please resume. Maypre will turn to Keela and ask quickly, Do you think that's a magical sword? I if it is, it's a pretty terrible one so far. You uh you wanna lend <laughs> it to me? Can I am I able to like throw it to Maypre since my turn is over? We're pretty close. I have movement, like as well. But it would be really cool if I could throw oh, it to you, right. you know? Like, if we're in the middle of a battle, it's so much cooler when one person throws it to the other person and they catch it dramatically. I'm gonna have to roll to catch it, though. And if I miss, I'm gonna be upset. <laughs> You're going to have to roll to catch yep, something like that, Yep, we're doing like that. that. I'm yeah. throwing it at you. Is that my turn, though? Like, catching? That would be your action. Yeah. Mm, I don't want to waste my action. Oh, is my action my... Is my turn? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Fine, just come take Thank it. Thank you. I'll hold it out for you, but with disdain. Okay, uh, so using my movement, uh, I will go ahead and grasp it. And then I will 
What do you do with your glaive? I'm still holding on to it. Uh, I've got the short sword in my right hand and my glaive in my left hand. Okay. Dual wielding, as they say. Oh, that's not great. Uh, oh, dear. Five. What does it look like when you just miss Having never practiced with uh, dual wielding, my intent was... My intent was to, I guess, just stab it. But I underestimated the fact that the short sword is significantly shorter than my glaive, which is probably close to, like, five feet long. So my glaive, as previously uh, brushed, brushed next to the light, and the short sword didn't even come close. It just, like, stopped right in front of it. <laughs> All right, Yularis. So I am going to cast Moonbeam on top of this thing. Moonbeam is a new second level spell that I have. Mm -hmm. Um, So a silvery beam of pale light shines down in a five foot radius, 40 foot high cylinder centered on a point within range. And a dim light fills the cylinder. When a creature enters the area for the first time or starts its term there, it is engulfed in a ghostly flames that cause searing pain. And makes a constitution saving throw. Takes 2d10 radiant damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. Okay, and that's a what kind of save again? uh, Constitution. Constitution. And then I can, it's concentration, so I can uh, use an action to move the beam of light uh, on my turn if I want to. Okay, and what is your spell save, DC? Um, Uno momento. It is a 13. (laughs) <laughs> I rolled a natural 20. <laughs> well, you still have to take the 1d10, but I guess it's only when you start its turn, which I guess is going to happen right after mine, so is now. Well, no, it's Kila's turn first, and then okay. it'll be the, the creature's turn. Right, okay. I will ready my d10. Well, no, you would still roll the 2, and then you have that. Oh, right, okay. I will ready two d10s. <laughs> Kila. Okay, I'm going to use my um, True Strike cantrip and then attack it with my crossbow. Cantrip is an action. Oh. Or is that a bonus action? I think that is an action. So you can only do one or the other. You oh. can do a move and an action. Or you can do two moves. Okay, one second. I just want to check my notes. Okay, in that case, I'll just cast True Strike and wait. <laughs> okay. Yep. Sounds True good. Strike, <laughs> and you wait. All right. It's, Very it's, thrilling. It's the creature's turn. Um, and it takes some damage. It's starting its turn. Um, that is a thir- half of 13. So. so six. It flickers in this beam of light. Um, There is no sound. But you do feel a sense of despair. Oh. Guys, it's sad. Maybe we should talk to it. (laughs) It's all you. (laughs) I mean, I can do the... um... I can do the uh, quickening again, but it takes a minute to establish that. 
uh, vision into the ethereal plane if it keeps hitting Keela for a full minute. I don't think she'll make it. <laughs> I don't know that she'll make it. It's its turn, anyway. Yeah, it's its turn. And it now focuses its attention on Maypre. And that is a 17. Okay, that hits. That is a hit. So it shoots out a arc of lightning... And that will be nine points of damage. What does it look like when you're hit? It looks by an arc of lightning. Painful. Is it undead? Because then she would have resistance. Oh yeah, so you are resistance. Yes, I yep. didn't know that. So <laughs> you take half of that. So we'll say you're four. Oh, thank you. Wait, wh- I have resistance because I'm a tiefling. You're in no, because that- I cast. The oh, spirit you're awesome. Ward. You're in my oh, spirit. Thank ward. you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Okay, so sorry, what do I take in terms of damage? Four. Okay, uh, it's still, it looks very painful. Uh, being zapped, it kind of startles me and I'm jolted back a little bit. It's a little bit less dramatic than Keela's, uh, the way she was attacked. But it still affects me in a pretty uh, disheartening way. And it's my turn now, correct? Yes. Frustrated? covered in dust. My muscles are sore. This little mini dungeon crawl wasn't as great as Maypre had anticipated. So fueled with those emotions, she is going to rage. (laughs) Still holding on to both weapons uh, and in a fit of frustration, she's going to let her glaive clatter to the ground and grasp the short sword with both hands. Uh, her, the pupils of her eyes, like, they're completely black. And she's gonna go ahead and step in and attempt uh, a slash at the creature. Fifteen? That does not do anything. It dodges. This little light is very agile. Okay, so it's moving, though. This is new. Dodging. It, because it's light, I guess it's kind of ethereal, if that seems to be the word that we're using today. <laughs> yeah, that's a good word. Yeah, Larry's. Um, okay, so I'm maintaining concentration on the moonbeam, so that's going to affect it next turn as well. But I guess I can do something else as well. Um, no, Witch Bolt is also a concentration, right? Yes. So I, I want to bind a spirit... As well. Can I do that while maintaining concentration on the moonbeam? I am going to say no, simply okay. because you just learned how to do this in the past yeah, like, three days. That's that's fair. Two very new things. Mm-hmm. Okay. In that case, um, so as I like maintain the beautiful moonbeam, I will also throw a chromatic orb at it with my other hand. Okay. What kind of orb? Uh, it's gonna be lightning. Mm. Okay. It's gonna be like a th- Thor-style lightning bolt from my hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be very, gonna be very, very good. Uh, ranged spell attack. That is a fifteen plus five, so a twenty. Oh, that is a definite hit. 
What does it look like when it hits, when your lightning hits this ball of light? Just like really big drama. Just like it's going to hit and like like little lightning bolts are going to shoot off in every direction too. Just like sizzly, purpley lightning. I guess it has sound effects <laughs> since I keep doing that too. It's like a laser beam also. Uh, yeah. All right. Roll damage. What's the damage on that? 3d8. That's a 5 and a 1 and a 2, so 8. It could have been better, but... I have to do math. Okay, we'll pause for math. Okay, math done. (laughs) Keela. So, last turn I had cast True Strike, so this turn I get advantage on my attack. Mm Mm-hmm. So, 14. No. Well, that was a waste of two turns. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, your arrow goes whizzing by. And it's its turn, so please roll some damage. It has to make another constitution save, or does it just keep taking damage? I thought it, does it have to make another constitution save? When a creature enters a spell's area for the first time or starts a turn there, uh, it makes a constitution saving throw. So yeah, I think it makes another save. Uh, well, I rolled a two and that's a zero plus con. So it failed. 2d10. Here it comes. Uh, that's uh, eight. Eight radiant damage. It flickers. And there's like a little zap of energy, and it's gone. Oh, <laughs> poor thing. I don't miss it. <laughs> I don't know why you miss it. It seemed so sad. I'm Can sad. I- it electrocuted me. Are you okay? Well, now you ask. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just killed it. It's not like, do I have to do everything around here? Maypree's kind of over there, uh, taking a couple deep breaths to calm down from that fight. It was a little intense, even though... Well, you know what? I did I did hit it once. I did do damage. It was an interesting hit, though. Keela, I think, is just pissed off because she didn't help at all. Like, literally did no damage the entire battle. <laughs> Can I take a minute to, like, slip back into that quickening thing to see if I can see anything on the ethereal plane here? Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to be like, Give me a minute. Okay? I'll be just a, just a minute and like sort of <laughs> focus. Right. And do I see anything? You don't see anything, but you feel presences, like multiple presences. Uh but you don't they're they're not in the chamber. Are they like uh like Sort of not in the chamber, but like close by or like on a different plane kind of thing. Or they're just like not making themselves visible. Yeah, they're just, they're not visible. They're they're on the plane. Yeah. They're around, but you can't see any. Um, there aren't, they don't appear to be in the room you're in, but you can okay. feel them. They're nearby. Okay, I'm going to say to them, because I can feel them and I assume that they can hear me. I'm going to be like, 
Hello, spirits. Uh, hi. We don't really know what we're doing here. We mean no harm. If you have requests for us, we are open to that. Uh, we were told to come here, and we're sorry if we offend you. Feel free to get in touch. Sounds like you're leaving a voicemail. Yeah, I'm basically <laughs> leaving a spiritual voicemail. I'll leave my number at the end. It says I have, like, advantage or something with uh, communication with spirits, so I'm just trying to, like, put it out there be like, hey... You can also talk to us and, like, not throw lightning. And if you don't want us to take the fancy swords, that is negotiable, potentially. Is it? it I mean, yeah, everything's negotiable. In your head, Yolaris, you hear multiple voices speak at once. And they collectively say... So the sword then is that Can I make an insight check? Pretty sure they mean the the sword, but like plus three, so a seventeen. You just hear voice disembodied voices in your head. There, there's no emotion with them. There's nothing for you to read. I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk up to Maypri, who has a sword, and like, she's like, just roll with me for a minute. I just want to see what happens. I'm hearing ghost voices in my head. Uh, can I try something? And I'm gonna reach for the sword to like try putting it back where it came from. Yeah, go for it, and I'll hand it over. Okay, I put the sword back where it was. It'll be like, like that. There is a rumble in the floor as the front of the altar that had gone down into the floor now mm-hmm. rises back up, encasing the the sword once more. And as soon as the altar is whole again, the big double doors open. You win some and you lose some. No sword. Get to leave alive. You know. Yeah, Kayla's really tired of this place and and very swiftly goes out the double doors. You go back up the steps and you go back up to that woodland path that led to the gates of Tethryn or the Tethryn gates, and you see Novik perched on a rock with his axe in his lap, and he is sharpening it carefully. He looks up at at the three of you as you emerge and says, Took you long enough. The end. Okay. Hi. We did it. We did it. It only took us two hours. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Puzzles! Should I stop now?
They made it out. I was a little worried. (laughs) That was literally the first time any of them had done a dungeon before. Alright, one last thing. I am going to be at Gen Con. The rest of the broads unfortunately won't be there, but I will be, and I I hope to see some of you there. I am going to be on a panel with the RPG Academy. It is entitled Introduction to DMing for D&D, so if you're interested in taking the plunge, sign up. Our game ID is SEM1813-2345. Last time I heard, there was only about 45 seats left, so maybe sign up for those because they're not going to last very long, I don't think. Alright, we'll be seeing you on Saturday, June 16th, and the music has run out, so bye! The Broad Sword is a member of the RPG Academy Network. The network facilitates the sharing of knowledge, passion, and experience in the role-playing game hobby by helping to create and promote quality content that is both entertaining and educational. The network is inclusive and fosters an environment welcoming to new and existing members of the hobby. The broadswords perfectly represent the network, and we're proud to work and play alongside them. Hello there, I'm Ross from Dice for Brains. We make actual play shows with an inclusive group of new and veteran players that focus on character and story development. If you and I'm RT, more, the star of Dice for Brains. No, RT, you're an NPC. We've been over all of this. Uh. Plus, you're only in the Star Wars seasons. We've played Fate, Dungeon World, Genesis, even a little D&D. Uh. Do you want to read the last bit at least? <gasps> You can find Dice for Brains on your podcast platform of choice or at DiceforBrains.com. Good job, buddy. Thanks. Um, okay. I will, as I, like, maintain that beautiful moonbeam. Oh, God. I'm, like, acting things out and whacking Every time I act things out, I keep moving away from my mic and it's hard because I have to, like... It's a bad... Bad combo. <laughs> the Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.